0: Wave pool technology is progressing at a rapid rate as commercial surf parks open up all around the world. I'm your host Brian Dickerson, editor at Wave Pool Mag, and together we'll explore this amazing new landscape by talking to the dreamers, developers, engineers, and everyone making this space happen. These are the personalities who are defining the breadth and scope of artificial wave making today. Welcome to the Wave Pool Mag podcast. Hello, welcome to the Wavepool Mag Podcast. My name is Brian Dickerson. My guest today is Spencer Groom from Surf ATL, new surf park plan for the Atlanta region. It's a bit unique and different from a lot of the projects out there and uh, I'd love to, to learn all about it. Spencer, thank you for coming coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Well, good. So, first off, you've uh we've been in some email contact. We've posted your your news as you've made advancements and such. Let's get a little background about you. Like why Atlanta? What, you know, what's your surfing background? How did you end up end up there? Yeah, what's what's going on? Please share that with
1: us. Yeah, of course. So I grew up, uh, part of my childhood was in coastal Florida and the other part in coastal South Carolina. My parents actually still live in Myrtle's Inlet, South Carolina area, which is about 30 minutes south of Myrtle Beach, about an hour north of Charleston, South Carolina. And grew up along the coast my whole life, started surfing when I was 12, but I've been in Atlanta for 10 years. I came to Atlanta like a lot of people do in the Southeast for a job and I've been working with the same agency for the course of 10 years. So my background is in analytics, actually. I'm an analytics director in my day-to-day. But there's a lot of surfers like me who are brought to Atlanta for any number of reasons, whether it's job, or love, or relationships, or just circumstances, family, and so on. And so, you know, as I followed the, the wave pool space over the past, you know, five to eight years and seeing the, the technology just you know get better and better and the new players in the space and so on, along with having that connection with ocean surfers like me in the Atlanta area, mm-hmm. but also making a connection with, we have three big lakes in the greater Atlanta area that are all within about an hour of the city. So wake surfing behind boats has exploded mm-hmm. really along the same timeline as you know, the wave pool proliferation over the past five years has too. And just knowing that, you know, Atlanta is in the Sunbelt region of the United States and can, is a big city, uh, a big diversity that can support, you know, something like this. It just seemed like a foregone conclusion that Atlanta will have a surf park, whether it was in three years, five years, 10 years, mm-hmm. that is something just based on trends that will occur. And and so, you know, I think from my vantage point, having some friends in the commercial real estate space and starting to explore that opportunity, not having development experience myself, but having marketing community experience leading, you know, I, I worked for an agency where I was a seventh hire and now we're 60 people. So I've helped grow businesses as well. And, you know, applying some of that experience and then obviously love and joy of riding waves is you know, where Surf atl the precipice of it, really started. And, you know, as we sit here today, we've, you know, started to grow the community way before we ever have a home for it, which has been the really fun part, too. So, yeah, yeah, that,
0: that, that's what uh, really drew my attention to your project is you are very much community growing based. Like that seems to be your first step. Uh, a lot of projects kind of do it inversely. They're like, we got the land, we're going to build. So t- talk to us about community. You mentioned a lot of surfers who are, who are in Atlanta. I'm sure that's a large number, maybe not enough to support a wave pool. So y- you talk about growing. Uh, mm-hmm. So more than just ex-coastal ex- uh, dwellers, you will have to expand. So so talk about that, this mix between ex Coastal surfers, and then seeding new surfers in the in the area. How do you see that happening?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that that really is the opportunity, and what you know, you know, when we in our in, when we talk about Surf ATL, our vision is to connect, grow, and foster the joy of riding waves. The vision isn't just to build a surf park and be done with it. And I think that vision has been really important for us to do everything that we want to do now and in the future is through that lens, right? If you're working every day to, to achieve that vision of connecting, growing, and fostering the joy of riding waves, it comes in so many different avenues. It, so you know, for, for us, you know, we started doing trips, we started doing wake surf programs, wake surf sessions, we connect to the Boys and Girls Club, we're actually having a wake surf program this summer, and so that's what I mean by different types of waves too, because now we're bringing people, we actually have a trip going to Nicaragua next month where there's a couple of wake surfers who had never ocean surfed before, but are like, I want to go down there and try. And we have like a bit be- of beginner track right on our trip where they can get into some, you know, mellow waves and, and learn to, to ocean surf just because they connected the surf ATL through wake surfing. And so that, that's where, you know, really starting to galvanize the different communities of, Wave riding here in the greater Atlanta area is really exciting. But the opportunity is is bringing more and more new people into the fold who may have never otherwise wake surfed before or ocean surfed. And we've had that too. We've had people come out to wake surf sessions that have never never tried wake surfing but saw like a fun video on Instagram that we did and wanted to come out. And so that is the opportunity when you think towards the future of the surf park is is just we're scratching the surface. I mean, we're just barely scratching mm-hmm. the surface on that from working with you know, partner programs, schools, other entities like the Boys and Girls Club and, and making it as inclusive and approachable as possible. Because I mean, at the end of the day, riding waves is, is just fun, right? And that's what we want people to experience in all the various forms that may come in, including the surf park. And so that's why our vision isn't just to build a surf park, it's to, you know, create this community around it too.
0: So how is that in that you know, getting getting the community, getting the boys and girls club, getting people from Greater Atlanta to your park, how does that work with your um because right now you're in the funding round and putting down all the framework to make this project happen. How does that incorporate into your your business model or the the parks plan?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think the relationships we're building now and the the folks that we're bringing to the fold now, and having conversations with them, and like I said, building relationships with and trust is only going to enhance. So, you know, when I think about the the park being open and and having, you know, we, we started out with the wake surf program, but then we actually have a, a surfing program with the Boys and Girls Club. Or, you know, we've been in talks with, with uh, some school programs too for the future, right? And and having them come in to have after school programs and working with them on the funding that will make that possible so that you are able to lower the barrier to entry for that type of thing. And, you know, for us as a as a entity and ensuring that we obviously are are profitable and and paying back our investors and gaining that ROI it's also i think when you tie it to something that is of the heart you know like community and mm-hmm. like surfing is that amplifies itself in my in in my opinion like you know that will only bring more and more people out will tie people to the brand itself right to to the feeling that we're trying to create and so I think the other part is, you know, our location, which we're hoping to release soon in terms of the specific location, we do have a particular piece of property under contract officially now, you know, thinking about transportation too, from those programs and ensuring that it is accessible. So, you know, these relationships that we're building now are only going to benefit us down the line.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that, how uh, building community and building a brand because that's basically what you're doing you're building the surf atl brand at the same time i i I can see that working in a way where some projects may be just kind of like quick and fast with uh here's our condos here's our you know coffee shop here's you know this where it it does seem very uh i don't know um insincere but on the when you look at the successes of, of parks around the world there's there's so much thought and care and research that goes into it to, to, to help build something. Can you tell us about some of the experiences you've had that have helped kind of uh, galvanize that, your belief in, uh, in this project?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, we've, we've obviously done a lot of research into, you know, where we want to be in the greater Atlanta area that can help support something like this um, from a year-round perspective. And, you know, we've also talked with a number of the economic development arms of the different counties in the greater Atlanta area to see where and who makes sense as a partner on on that standpoint. And then, you know, I think from what I, my role in ATL, like I said, I do not have a development background, but my role is to bring in the right people and the right skill sets at the right times. And so... You know, we've had we've formed a relationship with Commenda Real Estate and Commenda Capital, who brings in pre-development expertise, as long, along with their capital arm from a um, from a uh, equity and, and debt standpoint for the actual project. We've brought in consultants from you know the water park and surf park industry as well to help formulate some of our approaches and thoughts and validate um, some of those thoughts. But as we move forward you know there's there's going to be micro adjustments as we move along but i think mm-hmm. the the vision itself is something that i you know feel strongly about and i think as more surf parks proliferate across the country and across the world finding that differentiation right is is important and i think approaching it through a lens of when you go to a surf park's instagram the first thing they mention is usually like the wave pool technology they're using. Like we, we produce the best waves. We have the best waves of any park in the world. Check out our awesome waves. And I think that's great. Like that's, there's a, there's a place for communicating that, but as a, as a surfer in Atlanta, I will take any wave that you give me. Right. (laughs) And so, you know, I think the, we're, we're in a spot where we're, if we bring the waves to Atlanta, we're going to succeed and it's gonna be different. But what we wanna communicate from the get-go is what we're about. And that is like, you know, community, accessibility, and those pieces. And mm-hmm. I think that is a differentiator when you look at the surf park and wave pool space. It's, you know, we're gonna be proud of the technology and the and the waves that we produce, no doubt. But I think also it's, you know, creating a culture around it too, right? And mm-hmm. and creating our own, our own vibe that is uniquely us as an inland community because that's another differentiator from a lot of the surf parks is you know you see there's definitely inland ones obviously austin being one of them but you know more and more you see her along the coast too and we want to to tap into what is uniquely us and i think we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't you know think through all of the details that do that and that includes you know bringing like local and regional food and beverage using vendors that are from the area partnering with you know shops and outdoor recreation shops for retail that are Atlanta and Georgia based right and once you start doing that those are those are conversations that we've been having as well and once you start doing that along with really you know providing a focus on the people that are a part of the surf growing surf, surf community as a part of, as opposed to the the waves itself that becomes Mm -hmm. a differentiating factor to me.
0: Yeah, it is. It it is interesting, which is, uh, you know, why we wanted to have you on the podcast is, um, you know, so many times our inbox is just press releases for new projects going up, you know, new wonderful projects. But as, as you mentioned, your, your approaches is is different, which um, it's, you know, I find fascinating because there is this culture, this wave pool culture for, You know surfers who who live inland and for communities where people don't have access to the ocean or access to waves all of a sudden they will and they will become surfers so it's great it's like throwing off the old exoskeleton of uh surf culture from the (laughs) 70s and 80s and and creating something totally new so um let, let me pick your brain on that what are some of the things from salted surf culture that you grew up with, that you're happy to see go away, and what are some of the new things that you want to invent in your new culture that you want to nourish and 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 bring to your park?
1: Yeah. So I mean, I think the one of the things that I've experienced in surfing a couple of wave pools, and we're actually doing a surf a tail trip to Waco. We've surfed Typhoon Lagoon. We've rented that out a few times, and the thing I find refreshing in our experiences together when we do that is just the like lack of like competition, right? It's just a different Mm -hmm. feel, right? I mean, everyone wants to, everyone wants to surf well when you surf, but there's not that competition of, you know, here comes a wave, who's going to take it? And is it my turn? Is it your turn? Are we both going to paddle for it? Like what's the, you know, the whole paddle battle deal. And, some of that some of those things that come along with surfing which you know as an east coaster when you know surfing folly beach and and the washout when it's good you're shoulder to shoulder with people and you're just hoping you get something right and so i think in our experience when we've taken trips and surfed wave pools together as a surf atl community it's so refreshing to like just feel fu- everyone feels fulfilled right they they're gonna get 12 waves they're gonna you know whether they're uh, beginner intermediate or more advanced like there, it's 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 removed some of those stress levels i think too and so it's been kind of fun to experience that way before we have a, a surf park too and so you know my hope is that we are able to to foster that at our at our experience where you know the kind of surf agro you know vibe that you know mm-hmm. sometimes comes with the ocean is removed a bit I think also, you know, the I don't how I view the the wave pools is not as a obviously replacement to the ocean either. It's a complement to the ocean and what um, since we've been doing trips already as Surf ATL, when I think to the surf park, like continuing to do that, right? Like getting folks traveling together and and creating those stronger bonds, which has you know been awesome from what we've done over the last year. I mean there's a few guys and girls that I think of from that never would have met in Atlanta as surfers if they hadn't, if surf ATL hadn't been in existence. And now there's a bond there and they go on trips together and I'll see Instagram stories where they're traveling down to Florida together. And it's really cool to see like those connections of people that you never otherwise would have met through Mm -hmm. the connection of surfing, especially in a place like Atlanta. Right. And so I think, that again is something that we're just scratching the surface with so you know fostering those relationships continuing to do you know fostering those trips in the future so that folks who may have you know when we think like 5 to 10 years down the line someone who learned to surf in a wave pool but then they can go test their metal in the ocean the ocean is always going to be the ultimate test in my you know in my mm-hmm. opinion and the wave pools are a beautiful complement to that Especially, you know, depending on where you live, and it just—and then some people, you know, some people will only want to surf the wave pool because they're not even comfortable in the ocean, right? There's people who are, Mm -hmm. you know, afraid of going in the ocean for whatever number of reasons, and that's cool too. They may just love, just like they people do, wake surfing in the lakes and never go to the ocean. They may just love that, and that—and that's great too. And I think, you know, going back to the vision of connecting growing and fostering the joy of riding waves we want to do that in whatever form you're pumped about right like you know we still want to do be connected to wake surfing we still want to be connected to ocean surfing we still want to be connected to the wave pool surfing but what we we ultimately want to have is a home for all of that for folks in the Atlanta area Mm -hmm. that are interested in surfing right and come out and you know have events have movies have trips have you know philanthropy around it like I'm involved with the Georgia chapter of surf rider foundation as well and you know thinking about in the future having a home for like those types of chapter meetings or things like that like those that's a really cool future i think so
0: okay yeah it's it, it's really interesting to see where you know you, you have a surf spot and you can create all these things around it to to reflect the community to support the community it's it, It's really interesting after the salted version where, you know, you have places, they have a good wave. So a whole surf industry kind of sprung up around it. It's really interesting when you can flip it and uh, say, okay, we're going to bring the waves in here and everything else will follow. We can, uh, you know, curated a little, yeah. <laughs> if you will. So it, you know, reflects our beliefs, our values and such. Yeah. So yeah, I, absolutely. I, I wanted to ask you about Atlanta. I only know it from, I think the walking dead started out there. <laughs> yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of
1: <laughs> shows like that, that are taping down here now. Yeah.
0: Okay. So it's kind of the, the go-to place for filming, filming shows.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, the film industry has has really blown up around the greater Atlanta area over the past, you know, five to ten years as well. Just you know, tax incentives and so on. So
0: okay, and so people coming and so Atlanta, it's um, you I, I know in reading through your uh communications that there's some lakes nearby that kind of everyone from the city goes to to uh, just kind of be in a natural environment and you're. Your project will be located near one of those or where it is? Correct. Is it yeah. Yeah. We're,
1: we're going to, you know, release that exact location. But yeah, we are we will be near um, Lake Lanier in Forsyth County.
0: Nice. OK. What can you share with us as far as where you are in the process to to breaking ground and when we can expect uh, more announcements about uh, SURF ATL?
1: Yeah, so, so hoping to share an announcement on the exact location, you know, over the next month or two. What we really want to do is coincide that with we're working on some of the real detail. We're going through, obviously, the due diligence phase now to really validate some of our assumptions on the land itself that we have in terms of, is this the exact placement of the pool? Does it need to be angled this way? And, you know, some of the, the features around it and how is that all going to exactly arrange itself? and so we're going through some of that specific land planning now and once we feel good about that we want to share out not only the location but that you know that land plan vision too in the coming months and you know our our goal is to 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 break ground in 2024 and then the the reach would be you know midsummer 2025 with a fallback of you know springish of 2026. So that's really our timeline that we're working with now. And I think that we have a lot of awesome momentum. We've built a great relationship with the the county and city officials we're working with. We've been building that relationship just in the same time period that we've been working on Surf ATL, the brand. We've been working on those relationships and building that trust. um, of what Mm -hmm. we're what we're bringing to the area and the impact it'll have not only economically but also you know culturally as well and so yeah really over the next couple months we're hoping to share exact location specific land planning land plan views and, and and those pieces and then you know something too if if and this is a Shameless plug, but if you look up Surf ATL on YouTube, we have been doing some original content on some of the trips that we've taken. We've been doing surfer spotlights on people, and we want to tell the story through. I mean, we, we have a couple awesome folks that work with us on content. So, Austin and Joseph from Real Impact Studios and, and uh, Joe Media Company, Sam Larson, who's also been helping Christian who has also been helping as well we have an awesome group that's really just been really committed to creating cool content around our community and we want to tell the story of building a surf park too right because i think oh, that's
0: that's fantastic because uh not everyone knows that they perceive it as one way and uh the actual story of what you have to go through is is quite different
1: yeah and i think it's it's funny with what i found in my experience is like the the surf park projects feel like it's everyone is in like a race to the moon for the first time, right? Like it's super secretive and don't want to like share anything. And I, I get it to a certain extent. But what we want to do is is also share that experience. So maybe it inspires another inland surf community in the future to to go about it. And maybe we they can learn something from us. And it just would be a very interesting story to watch and a, you know, a very nascent industry. Um that being the surf park industry to to see how, you know, something comes about over the course of, you know, years, right? And so that, you know, if if anyone goes and checks out our our YouTube, the content is so well done, like Joe and Austin and Sam and Christian are Mm -hmm. all so talented, and very thankful to have them as just part of our team now. And that's something that we are focused on telling the the story of as we move along. So we, we don't want to be like a press release and then go secretive for like, you know, Mm -hmm. six to 12 months, we want to share a press release and then have some content around it later, like as we move forward, right. And, and, and tell that story. So that's something, another part that I think can be really unique to us is, is sharing our own individual story, just as we do the stories of our community now.
0: Yeah. That, that would be uh, opposite of kind of the <laughs> pattern now where companies do go silent there's in the fundraising stage there's lots of noise lots of press and then as soon as that's secured it does go quiet until someone breaks ground and you know it's it's working there are a lot of projects going on that are just you know quiet they don't need the funding they don't need the uh Publicity, so they've just gone under the radar, and and once they open, you know, you'll you'll hear about their specials on Tuesdays. <laughs> exactly, and, that, <laughs> and that's
1: what I mean too. It does feel like you know, which I think that's just part of the development piece. Is you know, especially when you know, I think a lot of surf parks want to be and wave pools want to be early to market. I mean, we're in a, a mm-hmm. stage right now where if you're early to market in a region, it's it's a big impact, right? And so, mm-hmm. but we're, (laughs) I just feel differently (laughs) about how we go about that. I mean, I obviously feel differently about a lot of things, how we, how we're trying to go about, you know, what we're doing, but ultimately I think that is a, a unique value proposition for us that, you know, we'll hopefully, and I do feel strongly, we'll differentiate ourselves and have people gravitate towards us in the future if we're authentic in some of how we go about things, so
0: okay well let me let me kind of pin you down to some hard facts here if I can do you have you decided on technology
1: yet technology yeah we we're working with endless surf on the way okay technology yep
0: excellent and, and what drew you to that that technology
1: I mean one is relationships I mean you'll find that common thread through um, even as people get to know the folks who are working on the project I mean I mentioned the folks working on the content that we're doing for surf ATL. I mean relationships mm-hmm. are are so key. And so we've we built a strong relationship with the team over there. We believe in the the technology itself, the pneumatic technology, and we also believe in, in endless surf and whitewater's resources for scaling mm. projects too. So, you know, I think those are some of the deciding factors for us is, you know, relationships, the, you know, technology and then and then their resources too.
0: Okay. Great, and as you get closer, it's. Have you noticed? You've been working on this project for how long now? How when? How long ago did you
1: start? I, I mean, about a year and a half, if not a little okay. over. At this point, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so there was. Um, I noticed. May, maybe you can. Uh, you, you saw this too, but there was a lot of momentum, just like right before and or into the early days of COVID, where it's like boom, surf parks wave pools were going to be everywhere. And then that's waned a bit. And, uh, I've noticed that with our surf plan or a lot of the projects just going through maintaining that and looking up, oh yeah, what happened to that one? Or, oh, what about this one? So, you know, and the opening dates are 2022, 2021. And I, I think the, the hit ratio is like 10% for <laughs> yeah. a lot of the projects at, at that point it, and the point being that there, e- even projects now that are coming online, every person I've spoken to who's who's built a, a surf park has uh, it's taken longer than yeah than mm-hmm. they anticipated. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's that. I guess <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just no, to throw I,
1: I can feel that. I can feel that for sure. I mean, it does take longer. I mean, there's obviously. I, I think there's a lot of learning going on, right? It's a, it's a new industry. We're not, we're not putting a, a, you know, a McDonald's on the corner that's been done, you know, thousands Mm -hmm. and thousands and thousands of times. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, something that's new and you're working with new, new technologies and how to implement those. And every project's a little different based on where it is. So, yeah, I mean, I can definitely empathize and relate to a lot of that. I think, you know, what we've, what we've tried to do is 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 make progress every every week every month, mm-hmm. even if it's you know small increments like you know like I said relationship building with the county or city i mean that's progress right and yeah. to a larger goal, even if there's not even when we didn't have the land yet right and we're trying to and we're negotiating and figuring out is this going to be the right spot but we're we're working on those relationships that ultimately help us down the line, so I think you know what we've tried to do is have that incremental view which has gotten us to where we where we are today so okay um, but can totally i totally relate I, to that
0: i wanted to ask you so i am excited about this park I was, I was talking to Gigi Lucas and she's been in touch with you guys and a lot of people who are more community based and you know starting surf parks rather than like the you know georgia surf team or you know someone like that so uh, for competition or yeah. you know state state competitions and such. So as you so, so walk us through we, we walk into uh Surf ATL. You know, we walk through the gate. What what do we see? What's it like inside?
1: Yeah, so what's what we feel strongly about and what we're going to maintain with the property we're on is, you know, Georgia is very in the, the Atlanta area even though, you know, even in the city it's known for its tree canopy. Right, it's known mm-hmm. for being a city in a forest. It's very lush, and we're fortunate to be on a property that is is like that as well. So maintaining that that feel of being in uh, the Georgia environment, having that tree canopy, having you know the surrounding area around the the park, you know we don't want to we don't want to knock down a bunch of awesome trees that have been there for hundreds of years and put up some palm trees right like i mean that's not necessarily what we're what we're going for so the 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 ambiance around the park will be innately georgia and the greater atlanta area and so i think from that vantage point maintaining that that greenery right that city Mm -hmm. in the forest feel the other part is you know we want it to feel like atlanta and the greater the greater atlanta area from a Experiential standpoint too. So we've been talking to a few artists, muralists, folks like that that are known in the greater Atlanta area, and having them, you know, have a a artistic impact on you know when you walk in in the check-in area. You know, you know maybe you see this muralist that you know from down on the Beltline down in in, in downtown Atlanta, right? And so bring some of that to to the, the field, but then also obviously we'll have food and beverage and retail. And, and like I mentioned before, I mean, you'll see the common string here is trying to maintain that local and regional. So the, the, uh, food and beverage, you know, we have tons of breweries in Atlanta, like all cities do, but, but what are the ones that we would want to represent our, you know, be in the park and have representation from the Atlanta and Georgia area. And then same thing with food and then even retail. I mean, we have Outdoor shops. We obviously don't have any <laughs> surf shops in the Atlanta area, but we have we have you know pro shops and outdoor shops that will complement what we're trying to do and, and well. And so I, I think again, you'll see that that uh, string through all of this is is trying to maintain who we are here, right? And not throw up some palm trees and a a Malibu mural up on the wall. It's more about like you know having that greenery that's natural to our area and having some some art and some experiences that are native to our area too
0: wow that's uh that's ambitious and thankfully in the the era of wave pools you can you can do that around uh around a surf spot
1: so yeah exactly no i mean and yeah for sure it's it's cool to, I mean, as wave pools give you a, um, a nice platform to, to incorporate some of those things that may not be, you know, uniquely beach. So,
0: yeah. So you mentioned, um, community and and working with the boys and girls club. So say I'm a kid, I get off school, I've got, you know, a few hours till, you know, I got to get home. Can I come hit your pool after, after school? And what will that look like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that would come in a few different forms i mean you know there's there's going to be you know kids who will have you know the hourly or or season passes to to come out and surf but i think also what we want to do is carve out that time for working with like after school programs and and bringing them in and you know maybe it is you know we're again it's it's Working with those types of entities is also figuring out the, the funding piece because, again, this is a business. We're going you know, to be having to make money. But I think what we can do is find out those unique partnerships and sponsorships and so on that can allow the room for an after-school program from a middle school down the road to come out and, uh, and have like a four- to six-week program in the afternoons, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe during the summertime and or even in you know even in the, the shoulder seasons for here which is like school starts in august and so august is still warm september october and then even in april and may so you know i think that that is like the cool the really cool part about thinking into the future which i know you know you covering the space is something that you know a lot of folks talk about but in schools it's usually the the core sports like football basketball you know, baseball, there's other opportunities for alternative sports, right? Like, you know, mountain biking, skating, and now surfing, right? And so if someone is interested in not in an alternative sport, giving them that access, and we have such a huge diverse population that, you know, someone who may have otherwise tried basketball and not liked it, may, may try surfing and, and love it, learn in the wave pool, and then go try it in the ocean, right? I mean, that that is like the the, the dream and the real opportunity is to introduce that to like, like for me growing up at the ocean, being 12 years old, like having a board, I bought like a, you know, crappy used board or my parents did. And the only thing between me and learning was the effort to get out there. Right. And, and try it. And so if we can allow after school programs and things like that, and remove some of those barriers to entry, there can be a 12 year old that, you know, is like, Oh, this is for me and that, that is the real cool opportunity in a place where you otherwise really wouldn't have it. And so, uh, so yeah, I I mean, that's, that's definitely part of the vision. Do you,
0: do you see surfing giving, uh, football a run for its money in the, there in, in <laughs> the American South where football is uh, <laughs> probably, <holy.
1: laughs> probably not in the South maybe uh, you know that's going to be maybe over time who knows who knows football has already started to evolve but I do think that it's you know when you talk I mean drawing the correlation to football in the South I mean Georgia puts as many you know D, or um, NFL football players in the league as, you know, almost as California as Ohio and Texas. I mean, those are like the top four states mm-hmm. along with Georgia that put football mm-hmm. players in the NFL. So you think about just the, the, the sheer, when you talk about like sheer talent base and the number, mm-hmm. because of the number of people in the Atlanta and Georgia area, who knows, maybe someone that was going to be a wide receiver <laughs> in football <laughs> could... Could give it a shot and and yeah. find that they are you know just super drawn to it and obviously you know wave pools give the ability to scale up pretty quickly. Yeah, you, know, you still have to go mm-hmm. you know test that in the ocean. Like I said earlier, it's a complimentary exercise, but but that you can you know scale up pretty quickly there with with the redundancy of, of wave pools. But yeah, I mean maybe so. yeah. maybe a wide receiver will turn into a surfer. Who <laughs> knows?
0: and that's uh, and that's really what it's about for kids that at that age when you're kind of looking for your thing or you know finding yeah. people that you like to hang out with and yep you know football doesn't work they're, they're surfing and it, it's great to hear uh you guys will be providing a will be providing an opportunity
1: yeah absolutely uh, for, i mean for that people is to that, explore yeah i mean that really is the that's at the heart of what we want to do is is just give those opportunities and connect, try to connect those dots for people. And some there will be people who just don't even like it, right? Don't like surfing. Yeah. that's cool too. <laughs> like I mean, yeah. you know, that's totally fine. But you know, for the people who do, like you said, everyone's trying to find their tribe, right, and their community. And mm. you know, we 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 think. I mean, like I said, we're scratching the surface on what we're doing already from a community. But we think that that will only grow and enhance.
0: So Yeah. It, it's pretty amazing what uh, you know, what an activity like whatever it is, football or even surfing, how it uh just creates those bonds and uh creates identities and it's just uh really, really powerful stuff. It is. Spencer, thank you. Yes, <laughs> thank, you thank you for Ryan. joining I appreciate us. it. Yeah, it's good talking with you and uh hearing more. Was there anything at the end you wanted to wanted to throw in that we might have missed?
1: No, I mean I will do the shameless plug again for our, our youtube that's okay our guys, people people do that
0: youtube
1: <laughs> yeah we'll like i the, mean will try sur- to
0: put the link in the article
1: too yeah <laughs> if you search surf a tail on youtube i mean we have some guys that are just insanely talented i mean we have a dominican republic trip up there and then we did a um a storm chase trip that are both documented on there and it's just really really talented guys doing great work that are stoked about surfing and so seeing that come to fruition through their creative it, you know, their creative outlet is, is awesome. So I want to plug it for them as much as anything.
0: <laughs> okay. Right on. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day and joining us, Spencer.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate it.
0: Okay. Right on our guest today, Spencer Broom from Surf ATL, and we'll be back soon with the next episode of the Wave Pull Mag podcast. <laughs>